Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. If you're listening to this, send help! <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast and this is Ray. Man, nice. if you if you were over here yeah. and you were just watching the levels <laughs> and you saw how when you talk like all of the other microphones like wobble and go up and down. Yeah. When the other normal humans talk, it's just into their own microphone. Well, you're calling me superhuman? Is that what's happening right now? Yeah. That's exciting. You're like Banshee that from is, X-Men. That's not what I'm saying at all. I got bit by a radioactive shouty guy. Microphone. Yeah, by a radioactive <laughs> Banshee. And now, and now I'm extra shouty. I was going to say that. That intro was surprisingly on point. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. I mean, he got all the words out. Yeah. That's... Even though we were just talking. That's because we deleted the first one where he was about to start and then just <laughs> completely forgot the intro. Yes. Forgot where he was. It's not a complicated what his intro. Name is. Guys, I'll, I'll put it at the end of the broadcast so you guys can uh, <laughs> He's been hitting uh, revel the head in too it. Much. He's been I've been hitting the head a lot, Gina. I don't think you can fully appreciate how much damage I've taken I'm about Robert the head and shoulders. I'm Gina Bolito. Hey, thanks, guys. And we are uh, uh, not joined by a guest this time. Uh, we had planned it out, but due to scheduling conflicts, and we really tried hard to make it work. And um, we'll have our guest back at a later time. Yeah, it's no, no big definitely. deal. Yeah, she's, yeah. Here, she's killer. And so, uh, don't want we'll to say who it is. Her. Don't want to spoil anything. No, but no. Uh, you know who you are. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's weird. Yeah. No, now she'll weird. never come on. My passive aggressive. That's not how we get guests on the show, guys. Uh, this is Arise, Repent to Arise, part five. Uh, what an amazing, what a delight this episode. This is the climax. This is uh, the big I send-off. almost climaxed. That's big how exciting. blow off to the, to the mm-hmm. feud. Well, we start with the recap right there. And uh, do. Dr. Mindbender had a dream. Now there's a guy. Go. It was like a very, very mm-hmm. five second recap. Yeah, they got shorter and shorter. Which is good, which is weird because there's more and more information as the episodes yeah. go by, right? They're probably just but like, at this eh, point, if you're now, five, if you're five deep, you're not just starting with this one. Or even if you did, it, it doesn't matter at this point. It's going to be like, hey, everybody, here's uh, here's the new Cobra Emperor. Go. That's correct. Yes. You don't need anything. Yeah, that. that's, that's true. That's, that's true. I mean, they got the DNA Christmas tree in there, <laughs> right? So, Every so I feel like we can get. I feel like that's all you need to know. Yeah, we fit the science part in there, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> the real science, thank mm-hmm. you, Chan. Uh, so we open with the Dreadnoughts just uh, walking, and, and Thrasher's like, "Hey, just casually, like, hey guys, why don't we just mutiny? <laughs> why don't we just like overthrow uh, Zartan? We don't need him. I'm smart." I feel like they've had that thought before, right? Thrasher is like the brainy of the Dreadnoughts, and uh-huh. he's still a complete dope, but mm-hmm. he at least can see big picture. Yeah, and the other ones are. F- completely incapable all they want to do is just like tear shit up that's correct yeah i feel like if they didn't have zartan they would all be dead in an alley somewhere like they'd be like yeah we're doing it and then and then like cut to it it would only be like two hours later like that's how long it would take them to like starve to death or freeze to death i just picture like a monkey wrench like you know underneath a bridge after he crashed his motorcycle being i've made a terrible mistake yeah Mm -hmm. um actually one one quick point i had about the theme the the theme the theme song Mm -hmm. the intro to the show Mm -hmm. is i didn't realize like how like aggressively violent it is compared to the other one this new season two one because sergeant slaughter punches monkey wrench right in the face and shatters his glasses and it was 
genuinely upsetting to me when I noticed it today. They probably did a focus group with 10-year-olds, and they were like, what do you like about this show? And they'd be like, the punching! Went into the locker room and smashed your glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all, that's all the little kids want. That's why this last episode of Arise, Serpento, Arise was a 22-minute battle scene. It was mm. literally just one entire battle. Uh Okay, so can you give me a sound pull really quick right now? Because the Dreadnoughts are walking down the hall. G.I. Joe opens the door. They open the door. Then they just start fighting. And thus begins the yeah. crazy battle with just random groups coming, a meeting of patrols coming across each other. And then pop, pop, pop. And uh, 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 Lifeline is uh, uh, saying, hey, guys, don't fight them. I mean, maybe we don't need to fight. And Lowlight says one of the darkest things I think I've ever heard in G.I. Joe. Hey, Lowlight. Does it ever occur to you there might be an easier way of settling disputes? Yeah, Lifeline. It's called a gun. That is straight out one of the darkest wow. things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm doing this because I'm not murdering them. That's Th correct. This guy retired and eventually shot up a shopping mall. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh without yeah. question. I mean, that's the character who Buzz was telling us about. Lowlight is the one that probably had the past of abuse. Uh, and who oh, is, like, is he the one whose brain we go into at some point? Yes. And awesome. he doesn't sleep at night, and he's, he's his demons are strong. I'm just going to say, I don't like the similarity between all the names in this scene. Lowlight, Lifeline. Beachhead, Mainframe. There's another lie name Lift Ticket. There. Really? Lift tickets there okay. as well. Lunch lady. Lunch yeah, lady's lunch there. Lady. Uh, yeah. Lowlands. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> low and a lot of L, lamp, a lot of L names that I'm trying to keep track of. Lamplight. Ikea. Mm -hmm. Ikea. Mm -hmm. What? What? <laughs> God damn it. Ikea's there. Uh -huh. Sears is there. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I just like, I just, the darkness of that, just really like in a children's show, it's like, yeah, guys, you could fight people, but sometimes it's easier to murder them. <laughs> yeah. I, I took it as like, hey, this could be worse, kids. Like, if you have a choice, don't, you, sh you, you can choose to kill them, but also you could just beat them up real bad. So that's probably what you should do. Probably just beat them up. Yeah. Just break his glasses. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so then we come over to Serpentor, who's now got Sergeant Slaughter on his knees. And uh, uh, he, they've already got his chariot ready. They've got his outfit ready. Like, they are... Uh, Dr. Mindbender, bless his heart, is ready for Serpentor. I would just like to say, if I was a, a super being who was super smart, super strong, that is not the costume that I would pick. Because it looks hot. It looks sweaty. He doesn't have very good peripheral vision. He doesn't. He's got that giant cone. Yeah, it is. It is. Does of anybody all have good peripheral vision in Cobra? I, I just feel like I would be like, listen, get me some gym clothes, a nice sturdy pair of like <laughs> hiking boots or sneakers, and are, I am good. You are so New Jersey right now. <laughs> just get me a speed suit, or maybe some kind of like athletic gear. Listen, if you're about to medallion. throw around a 300 pound man, I'm not going to choose to be in a large styrofoam costume that's basically like one of the characters from Disneyland. Wait, styrofoam? Now, wait a minute. Now, his costume is made of gold, which Does also, yes, would be very heavy and impractical. <laughs> Does it turn out that. he have like like secret weapons and lasers and stuff? Yeah, in there he's got little on. missiles and stuff in okay. his wristband. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Destro yeah. hooked yeah. that thing up. Do you think there's proper ventilation? Like, do you think there's an air condition, like a fan inside oh, no. that headpiece? Oh, no. After 10 minutes in that suit, his balls must smell just Yeah, terrible. I don't want it. And plus, like, unless they have multiples of that costume, that is going to stink. It's going to stink. Gonna He's going to have to take it off at night and just Febreze it and hang it every night. I would argue that uh, <laughs> the character that we have not seen is the Cobra dry cleaner. Interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know what I don't know what his name would be. Um, I feel like it would just be it would be like the window washer. It would be like attend I, me, fluffinfold. I, I am the dry cleaner. I just figured they call him like the mist viper. <laughs> Or something mm. to that Viper. effect, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fluffenfold uh, Viper. Fluffenfold Viper. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Cobra Commander is sucking up to him. And I just love the fact that Cobra Commander, like the stones on this man are just incredible because he just walks up to him and is just like, we both know that I'm still in charge. I mean, you know you're the figurehead. <laughs> I'll lead from you. I mean, I'm glad we worked this out. And Serpentor's just like, oh, by the way, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. Punch! Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and not just that, uh, uh, his quote Against Sergeant Slaughter, and he goes, my first act is a sent. Oh, just can you just play it for me? Because it was so delightful. I, I howled with delight uh, both times I heard him say it. Do you forget, Sergeant Slaughter, that my first act as a sentient being was to knock you unconscious? I mean, that's a baller line right yep. there. Yeah, Like, yep. I came out the womb and beat you the fuck up. <laughs> I will say that, like, this, this plan at this point... 
by the end of this episode doesn't seem that well thought out on Dr. Mindbender's part because he was like, oh, okay, I'm really tired of being ruled by like an egomaniacal, megalomaniacal child who (laughs) doesn't have the greatest Mm. plans and only thinks Mm. of himself. So I'm going to create someone that's exactly like that, only slightly scarier and stronger so that I really can't go against him. No, no, no. He doesn't have a problem with being treated poorly. He has a problem with losing. He is 100%. If Cobra yep. Commander, you know, would like uh, uh, take a trick or two, then. Oh, was that it? I thought it was just like, ugh, ugh, this guy. I can't deal with this guy. You know, this is he's the equivalent. So, he's crazy. Of having like a football team that goes like 500 every year and mm-hmm. you get tired of it after a few years. So you fire the coach. And unfortunately, the new guy you bring in goes like 5 and 11. I feel he like. He has a I, losing yeah. record. I feel like that's the that's the thing that happened on Friday Night Lights when they got rid of when they got rid of the 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 good coach and brought in the other coach. And then that coach wasn't that nice. See, mm-hmm. can't bring in the not nice coach, but Dr. Mindbender did. Yeah. All Serpentor needs to do is say like, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Let's go Cobra. <laughs> Put it in this order. Team, family, God. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so, uh, this whole episode is just introducing new characters to the scene and then adding them to the battle, right? Because then we got Z- Zorana, Xandar complaining that everything is so dull. They wish some action would happen. And then the wall explodes yeah. and they get sucked into the fight, too. At some point, I don't know if we've already gotten to this point, but at some point, do do people give Serpentor the Nazi salute? Yes. Yes, I, they do. I, like that. That was very glaring to anyone, right? Well, to be fair, that's how the Pledge of Allegiance used to be until they realized it was a Nazi salute. When you were in oh, school man. growing up in the like 50s or maybe even before that, like instead of holding yeah. your hand over your heart, you did the Nazi salute towards the flag. This show wasn't made in the 50s, though. It was, But it was inspired by the 50s <laughs> in many ways. Yeah, it, was, it seemed weird to me. It seemed weird. <laughs> that was an absolute delight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a man who's just had his ass kicked like three times in a row uh-huh. by Serpentor, still having a good time. They, yeah, they, uh, here's, here's the thing. Um, in season one, when Buzz told us how great Chris Lotta was, I was like, I mean, he's okay. He's doing some mm-hmm. lines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's, he's fine. Uh, what I think he failed to convey is, is that in season two, that's when they sort of let him uh, take the reins do off. His thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. almost every line out of his, of his mouth is just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just amazing. Yeah, just having a blast. Just like with hands behind his back, like skipping through the halls amongst the bodies and <laughs> uh-huh. rubble. I love it, man. Uh, everyone's now back together. Like walls are exploded. Uh, we're now just like Serpentor is your new Cobra Emperor, and it becomes like like a, a, a like a cheering match mm-hmm. as the Joes are like, "Go slaughter, kick his ass!" and all the Televipers yeah. are like, "Serpentor, get him!" And then there's a great thing that happens where they're fighting on top of his chariot, and then the chariot crashes into the wall and just explodes. And in my brain, I was just like, "What if they were both killed right there?" Is this <laughs> what like a the, sad is this the flying chariot the flying that he somehow chariot. has? How does he have a flying machine so fast? Uh, well, no, I mean well, they, they made it for him. Yeah, they knew he was coming. But which DNA? Uh, uh, which world leader's DNA uh, was the one that knew how to fly that thing? Because yeah. he takes to it very quickly. I also like that someone at some point is like, oh, he's a crazy person. If only we had Sun Tzu's DNA in there. It would have yeah. fixed everything. Mm, that's what you, I mean, when shit goes wrong, what you really need is a Chinaman in there <laughs> to uh, set <laughs> things straight. Well, Cobra Commander uh, then, the battle's already crazy enough. Everything is just going nuts. And yeah. Cobra Commander sends a bunch of battle android troopers to blow a hole in another wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how, how the support for this building must be amazing, because every wall's been taken out, <laughs> and everything is still standing. And uh, a Scrap Iron goes for his, as I, as I have it marked here, a quintuple turn for this, this series. <laughs> like, he's changed sides yeah. five times now, yeah. based on whoever's handed him a bag of gold last. <laughs> and I love him for that <laughs> uh, i just have written down here what the f are these walls made of <laughs> because they just get punctured by literally everything laser blasts wall gone bat punches it wall gone <laughs> serpentor crashes into it, walls gone i mean it's a it's, it's a modular setup you know it's like it's it's like a it's cubicle modular. farm yeah, you, know, you just put these things up so that you're like, this is my space. I know that you could just peek over it uh, <laughs> and and be all up in my business, but I but let's just establish these boundaries now. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like they're gonna they're going to I feel like Mindbender and everyone else is gonna miss Cobra Commander really fast because uh, Serpentor has no sense of humor. 
None. Like he, like he just keeps saying like this. I command, and I just wrote like, "Calm down, Serpentor." He's okay. working a catchphrase. Calm. You got to really like hammer it in order yeah. to like make people get on board. But, like, calm down. You are drunk with power. <laughs> I think like, he was go, born go drunk home. with power. Go home. <laughs> I like if I was there, I would just be like, "Okay, like come, come on, guy. You're not, you're not on TV here. You're in, you're in a group of your peers." You know what it reminds me of? It's like when you're at like the bar at like the I.O. or one of these comedy theaters uh-huh. and people are still on. Oh, yeah. And they're still like doing bits. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, okay, dude. It's just it's just us talking. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I, I don't I don't want to like hammer this uh, uh, comparison too hard, but he just comes out and, uh, you know, he, he assumes that he's going to, you know, that everybody's going to follow him. Mm-hmm. And. It seems like he just feels like like I did this all myself. This was all me, 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 me. And I'm like, that sounds so like my daddy gave me a teeny tiny loan, but fourteen really, million I made dollars this all myself. Yeah, this was all me, 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 me. No, never mind the entire support structure for years that has built this entire empire mm-hmm. and all your bases and equipment. Mm-hmm. You just walk uh, in the door and, and literally you, built you. you. Yeah, literally, literally built you. Literally, that's a good point. Uh, I'm just saying that if Serpentor were running for president of the United States in 2016, he a would lot be of people would vote for six percent of the uh, vote. Uh, right way now. too many right. people would vote for Serpentor. Yeah. I can tell you right now, he takes like, Texas. But it's only because it's not because they like Serpentor; it's because they don't like his opponent. Yeah, or they'll be like, you know what? I don't like how he's going to enslave us all and put us into uh, labor camps <laughs> until we die. But he is going to lower taxes, so or, that's or enough for me. I don't like how he wants to wipe out huge races of people from a country, but he speaks his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one thing you could not say about Serpentor. He absolutely does speak his mind. Yep. He is yeah. not soft-spoken. You know where he stands on. And he also, like like a similar other person uh, we've seen in uh, political theater, uh, doesn't really seem to have any ideas outside of generalizations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I am going to rule. Well, it's all, it's all the same person, right? Like? We're, ta- sure. we're all talking about the same person. I, I am mean, going, obviously Jill Stein. I'm going to take, <laughs> I'm going to take Washington, D.C., Thank you. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> and and then I am taking Washington D.C. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, like, once you have it, obviously you're going to have to hold it. So you know what? What do you plan to do? And like, are, are you? How do you generate money from that? Is that like like how do you, how is this a continuing going concern? Well, I, have a- I am going to take Washington, D.C. <laughs> Serpentor also doesn't believe in vaccinating baby Serpentor. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a theory about this, is that um, when they were choosing the people, they chose the people who were into the fun parts of war and politics sure. and not the <laughs> nitty gritty, like, make the country, make yeah. the trains run on time side of mm-hmm. politics. That's mm-hmm. why they clearly needed to add Hitler. Well, or, or Nixon or something. Nixon. Get Nixon in there. <laughs> because he's all like, as far as like, we find out later in the episode, spoiler alert, he could take Washington, he can do that, but yeah. then what's he hold it for? Like a day and a half, mm-hmm. and I then mean, immediately he he can't. His supply lines are cut off. He he can't yeah. do anything. I mean, I have to hand it to him. In a very small amount of time, he accomplishes a lot. He does more mm-hmm. than Cobra Commander did in all of season one. Really, but yeah, it's not sustainable. No. Um. So uh, they're fight- getting back to the action because this is the whole thing is one giant fight. Oh scene. yeah. Do, are we going to talk about how their guidance systems are in their chests? Yeah. It will. Beachhead yells, "Aim for their yeah. guidance systems!" Mm-hmm. And then they just shoot them everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and blow them up. Where here? No. Here they get shot that? of their here? chest, their head, their leg, their arm. <laughs> we don't know where their guidance systems are, Beachhead. We didn't design these things. <laughs> we just met them. Um, and then, uh, come on, you guys got to have an opinion on power walking reverse head bat in one of the greatest things. What? The bat. Okay, Beachhead takes his gun butt, knocks a bat so oh. its head turns mm-hmm. backwards, and then it just power walks backwards out the door. Yeah, it's, head- it's headed to the mall. It's headed to the mall. <laughs> it's going. I've seen those people. It's going to the. It's going to power walk for a little while and pick I'm up an orange Julius. Walker. And I'm maybe a mall walker. go to Spencer's Watch Gifts and buy some fake. Yeah, I want to see him like like six months from now. I want to see that bat, and he's like fully integrated into like the old folks like walking <laughs> walking through he's the got mall. A fanny thing. pack on. Yeah, it'll be like bad. It's your turn to buy all the orange Juliuses this morning. <laughs> oh, but my hips. <laughs> I want to introduce you to my granddaughter. Sorry, I am not looking for a relationship right now. <laughs> I got out of something real heavy a couple months ago. <laughs> Sorry, gang, left my wallet in my other guidance system. You always do this, Bat. 
I love that bat. That bat's my hero of the episode. That's my MVP. <laughs> if I was picking an MVP, it's reverse-headed uh, power-walking bat. Um, okay. So the the fight is over now, and G.I. Joe has returned to base, and they have a giant briefing. And uh, I love this because General Hawk, who hasn't been privy to any of the stuff we've just seen, has a projection on the screen showing, like, this is what we think it is. And somehow his computer simulation predicted Serpentor's outfit 100% (laughs) accurately. Mm -hmm. Like, that's good. That's a good computer. They do do have fashion designers in their, uh, you know, uh, uh, room full of analysts. Mm -hmm. For as terrible as you think Serpentor's outfit is, A lot of people, apparently. They predicted it. The fall line, the Serpentor fall line is really... (laughs) Now I want to dress like Serpento for Halloween. Is that so much? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you will you will regret it within two minutes when once you're sidewalking into everything because you can't see. Because like, I'm wearing a giant like dinner plate yeah. behind my head like I'm the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume that's the look he's going for. Uh, I just want to bring this up because this bothers the shit out of me in <laughs> the real world. Savvy and strong, uglier than sin, and meaner than a junkyard dog. No offense, but... No offense. The hell you say. What's you an know, expression? It's like when people say something racist and they're like, no offense. <laughs> you said something racist. Uh, you said something, I don't know what you say, dogist? Is that yeah. what happens when you're racist Specious. against Specious, dogs? I guess. Yeah. All right. Bre- uh, breedist, maybe? Cause he... Breedist, yeah. Yeah, you know, those junkyard dogs. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of a dog whistle term. <laughs> I don't believe it. I have a lot of friends who are junkyard dogs. A lot of people are telling me My. that they are junkyard dogs. He's I'm smart. hearing it a lot. He's savvy. He's meaner than one of those black dogs. Am I right? I have a cousin. Uh, I have yes. a cousin who's married to one of them. Okay. I'm allowed to say it. I'm allowed to say it. This, my nephew's half pit bull. It. It's okay. Hey, there's there's my junkyard dog right there. There he is. There in the audience. <laughs> I love him. Oh. We're going to put him to work. I like it. Um, yeah, all of this. All of this. Uh, <laughs> Serpentor now is giving his speech to his people, and dude is getting them riled up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, it, could you give me a sound poll? There's just one line in here that it just had a lot of power to me. Uh, is it the one that's... G.I. Joe's very existence offends me. Does it not sicken and offend you? I love this so much. Their very existence mm-hmm. offends me. Calm down, Serpentor. That is... Go home, Serpentor. Yeah, that's that that's that's the uh, beginning of our uh, um, speech uh, uh, advocating genocide. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. That's what that is. This this is a dude that needs a hobby. Like I feel like he was just technically born. So if someone gets him like a two thousand piece puzzle, he's gonna be like, oh, I'm not as angry as I used to be. I did not know the beauty that could exist in a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> I am satiated. <laughs> Set up settlers of Catan again. I now understand its strategies. This I command. <laughs> also, you gotta wonder, like, what's he, what is he gonna do once he, if if he successfully, hypothetically speaking, he successfully wipes out all of GI Joe. Okay. Then you're just gonna cut to him, like, in his room, and he's gonna be like, ah. Okay, what do I? I got so much free time. I get anxious when I have too much free time. Mm-hmm. So, what should I? Should I get into this Breaking Bad that everyone's been talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure. Some Is there something else I can take over? Granted, he'd have to wait like 30 years for Breaking yeah. Bad. To then he'll he'll exist. go after like the Boy Scouts next. He'll just find Boy different orga- organizations and hate them. First they came for the Joes, and I said nothing. <laughs> then they came for the Boy Scouts. Next, Peter. <laughs> This I command. Uh, I actually am right here. I just wrote down. I see some very distinct red flags with Serpentor already. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I see yeah. the mistakes. I see. <laughs> I, it's, it's just that they're popping up in yeah, my head. Yeah, this is why he doesn't do well in his dating life. There's <laughs> just too many red flags right off the bat. Too aggressive. Yeah. Oh, oh hold on a sec. He's also criminally underage. <laughs> Never hiss at your emperor. Never hiss at your emperor. I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just look, this is uh, it just it's 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 in it's in the uh, HR handbook for God's sakes. <laughs> look over here. You're not allowed to harass your employees. Also, do not hiss it at managers. <laughs> just don't do it. Well, you can hiss at your managers, just not your emperor. I it's mean, bold face type on page twelve, people. <laughs> I mean, isn't emperor just another word for middle management? Ugh. At the end of the day, yes. Say that to Serpentor's face, Chan. <laughs> I, I just have written here, the twins nail it, because uh, I don't remember exactly what they said off the top of my head, but he's just like, we're going to go invade the USA right now, and they're sort of like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, no problem. Let's just, let's, that sounds good. 
That sounds like a thing we should do. Why? Why didn't we? It's it's like the equivalent of like when your 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 non uh, uh, show business friends and family back home are just like, why don't you just call Drew Carey uh-huh. and get on whose line is it anyway? Uh-huh. You do the improv. It's like they've just figured yeah. it out. You know who else is from New Jersey? <laughs> this guy. Why don't you call him up? Oh, wait a minute. Did I miss this line completely? I do not need experience to. That is yes. He does not need experience. That's to rule. another uh, a line. Oh that's, my uh, God! Serpentor is Trump. Yeah. Serpentor is so Trump. Look, I'm an, it out. I'm an outsider who does not bend to the conventions of the Beltway. You got Cobra Commander, who's been he he could have done it for thirty years as long as he's lived. There's been there's been the Joes. <laughs> he has a track record of failure. Look at his votes. On the hiss tanks. <laughs> and he's been putting out some really not nice things about me. <laughs> Do you remember when Cobra Commander tried to laser his face onto the moon? <laughs> he voted for that. Cobra Commander keeps talking about super predators. <laughs> I, I really want a red uh, trucker hat that just says this I command on it. Now, I really, it all makes sense to me. It's so clear. He's a political outsider. Mm-hmm. He speaks his mind. Uh-huh. He's very he forceful. No real experience. And he has a penis for God's sakes, yep. we assume. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I assume. Huge. I haven't seen it. Huge. It must be huge. Yeah, I can't wait to see that naked statue of Serpentor in the middle of all the major cities. <laughs> I just can't. I feel bad that Serpentor stakes never caught on because I feel like it could have been a wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he puts his image on all the buildings that he, he raises. <laughs> the guys, it's right there. It's been there the whole time. It just took this long to figure it out. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Now, back to G.I. Joe. And so, okay, so he goes to attack the United States. And I ask the question right now. Earlier in episode one, G.I. Joe's radar picked up a single plane that was traveling from the East Coast to Louisiana and shot it down. He comes now with an entire fleet of everything in Cobra mm-hmm. to DC. What happened to GI Joe radar? Because it all gets through, and they are completely shocked when they're suddenly like, "Oh, by the way, DC is a smoking crater now." Uh, I think that happened like during like like uh, lunch, you mm-hmm. know, during like, lunch break, like yeah. twelve thirty to one thirty, like. Nobody's keeping yeah. tabs. They're just they're in the mess hall. It's make your own nachos day. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna miss yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean you gotta get in there before someone takes all the jalapenos. Yeah. Uh they Otherwise can have you the just get the watery ones at the bottom. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, am I right? So then they hit the Capitol, uh, they hit the White House. I just wrote down, Olympus has fallen. <laughs> also a delightful movie. Uh, White House down as well. You should see both of them. <sighs> I can't I don't know the difference between all those movies. Not gonna, no. is um, that like is that the sequel to Black Hawk Down? It's the sequel to Black Hawk Down, yeah. That, you, you know both these movies, right? Which is, we will oh, know, yeah. is the sequel to Watership Down. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, now, London has fallen on uh, top of Olympus. And, and also, uh, sequel to Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is correct. Moving forward, um, did you know that Cobra has gas missiles? <laughs> they smoke out the Pentagon with literal chemical warfare. It's mm-hmm. also the sequel to uh, uh, Downey Fabric Softener. <laughs> How dare you all. <laughs> I'm trying to so, change the subject. Still trying to get us off this bit, please. Down, down. Right Stop right. this bit. I want to get off. Hang on. I need to Google words that include down. Short gas weapons. We want to capture the building attack. Okay. Gas weapons. Gas weapons. Yeah. Missiles of gas. Mm-hmm. They just have on a little board. It was like laser, missile, gas. Gas. Why yeah. haven't they been using these like forever? Well, because, I mean, they don't care if their buildings are intact, generally. Oh, okay. General world, you know they just want to foment terror and you know blow things up and it's a it's a gentleman's weapon the gas weapons mm-hmm. well as i'm as i'm watching the capitol building all i could think was i hope Kiefer sutherland is all right as the designated survivor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's he's a president. thing right that's a thing i watched yeah. it <laughs> no i remember seeing a billboard i think is, uh, <laughs> is, uh... <laughs> serpentor puts his throne on the lincoln memorial sure you know yeah this is like that uh that scene in planet of the apes the remake, not the original. The what, Mark Wahlberg version. With the monkey Lincoln? Yeah. One of the dumbest twists in the history of film. Oh, there's a monkey Lincoln in that movie? Oh, yeah. It's at the very end because everyone knows the original ending is like, sure. oh, we were on Earth all the time. Yeah. So he, Mark Wahlberg, spoiler, spoiler alert, alert guys. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg finally gets back to Earth, with Char- which Charlton Heston was, was on Earth all the time. But uh, yeah, He leaves and comes back. Yeah. Mar- 
Yeah, Mark Wahlberg, though, uh, actually gets back to Earth, but it's like a future Earth where uh, uh, that evil, the evil one, I forget who the actor is that pays him, but the evil one managed to get back before him and turn the turn the planet into the planet of the apes. And so he goes and he finds it out because he sees, he looks up the Lincoln Memorial and it has a monkey head. Monkey head Lincoln I with see. the hat. I see. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely god dang stupid. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, I would vastly... Have preferred to have a Lincoln Memorial with Serpentor's head on it than what we have, <laughs> which is Serpentor sitting in his lap like a child. Serpentor mm-hmm. has a baby a chair, yeah. a high chair yeah. set up. I did not care for that. He at probably, all. I bet he's working on the plans to change the actual Lincoln Memorial. He only had like six hours to come yeah, up with this plan. Yeah, this I'm, was the best he could do. I mean, here's the deal. He even to ju- the manpower necessary to just build that throne in the six hour period they had is already mind boggling. Well, that's why I say you just knock the head off the Lincoln Memorial. Oh. Put the put chair on top. There. Uh, okay, that's weird. That's like one of those headmaster transformers. That <laughs> yeah, I think you're talking about. Yeah, it would just be it would just be Serpentor sitting in a throne as the head. The head mm. the head is a throne, mm-hmm. and Serpentor sitting on it. See, so, yeah, why didn't they? Yeah, like 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 a uh, chisel out like a chair for him to sit on uh, Lincoln's face or something like. Because yeah, again, it <laughs> you want to sit on like Lincoln's face? Yeah. it just makes him look like a baby to sit in his lap. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I agree. And I it's agree. very unsafe because if you know anything about car seat safety, he should be pointed <laughs> the other direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he should be mm-hmm. he should be strapped in. He's strapped in. And he just jumps off that throne. I mean, here's the deal: we get to the point of the episode where the I assume Buzz and he's pretty much all but admitted this to us. He says, "Yeah, we got like seven minutes to go, and I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is nowhere more for me to go." So it's a, like two minutes of just like the Cobra standing around and being just like, "Yeah, I guess we won, huh?" I would yeah, I love to see him in more in more uh, memorials around Washington. More like, memorials, I, I, yeah. Like I would have just loved to have seen him in, in front of more like la- Washington D.C. landmarks. It, you mean like going up to like the Washington Monument and then having him take pictures where yeah, it looks like it it's looks his like dick? He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like doing the backstroke in the in the pool and oh, stuff yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, the yeah. reflecting pool mm-hmm. at the at the National Mall. Yeah, I want to see all these pictures. I want to see it, and I want to set to a uh, holiday road. Holiday road. <laughs> 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 but somehow you still get the Leaning Tower of Pisa shot for no good reason of him holding it up. <laughs> no, it's 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 him like it's him pretending he's leaning against the wall. Washington. Oh, there you go. Yeah, like he's like he pretends he's leaning against it. So I just have a bunch of notes here that are just like, yeah. And then uh, he demay said that they say the president's not here, and he goes, "Well, go get the president." And they go, "Hey, you guys, go get the president." And him saying, "Hey, is the president here yet?" And they're like, "No." Hey, cool. Well, hey, guys, did you know the president's not here? Yeah, I knew the president's not here. <laughs> I'm telling you, you could have filled at least that's that holiday road song is like probably got to be like three minutes long. <laughs> Just put a uh, musical number. It's wonderful. Yeah. Have like a hot lady serpenter drive up next to him in a, in a red Corvette. <laughs> I made a note here and I don't know why I made the note. So let's see what I what I tick. Possibly hold Washington, much less conquer the entire United States. I know. I tried. Yeah. Good line. Yeah, that yep. was more Cobra, uh, Cobra Commander goodness. Like, yeah. I tried. Lord knows I tried. <laughs> do you know what I do for this corporation? <laughs> I slave. I work. My God. Nobody respects me. Do you know how many doodle poles I've had to set up for, <laughs> for this team? You know, Cobra Commander is the guy who's like trying his best, but like the business is just like treading water. Yeah. And then Serpentor is the new, they, they fire him. They bring in the new CEO of the company. And all he mm. does is just fire everybody and like cut all the costs and then for one year he looks like he's making a ton of money yeah are you describing yahoo right now uh, kind (laughs) of i'm describing every company i've ever noticed and he comes in and for one year is high five in the room being like look how much profit we have and it's not sustainable you can only cut till you get to bone and then you can't grow anymore he like comes in and replaces like and he like he he orders all the fanciest lunches and the snacks (laughs) like cobra commander was just getting like doing like muffin monday and he was like pretty pissed because no one ever left him a poppy seed muffin. They only left him all the like brand muffins that no one wanted. But then, but then like Sir Pentor comes in. And he's like, "I got you a breakfast cheese and bagel and lox plate." And they're like, "Holy crap! It's the golden age." By the way, I fired your secretary. <laughs> uh, but on the plus side, though, with Sir Pentor, based on his ensemble, his golden parachute must be a real golden parachute, mm-hmm. like legit. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. legit. Unfortunately, uh, a parachute made of gold. Not real helpful when you're flying out of a plane. Don't worry about that. 
He already is weighted down by his headdress made of gold also. <laughs> and his chariot is also flies and is made of gold. The engine on that thing must be like nuclear because <laughs> to hold up that much weight yeah. and him wearing even more. I'm just saying. So I have a question I wrote down here because it seems to be like, where's the military? DC is a reasonably fortified zone of the military oh, stuff. I mean, uh, Fairfax, Virginia is right there. I feel like they. <laughs> I feel like they at some point just became just became super complacent because of GI Joe. So now they're all they all just like take holidays and take oh, no. a day yeah. off. Yeah. This, was, like, uh, this was again during lunch. From twelve thirty yep. to one thirty, just there's nobody there. Just build your own waffle day. So they just uh, just waltz right in. Yeah, it, it's it's like we've become so accustomed to technology, we couldn't forage for food if we all of a sudden lost power forever, right? Mm-hmm. We'd all just starve mm-hmm. to death because my Eat Twenty Four app won't work anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, take that military. Your day in the sun's over. We we asked the hard hitting questions like, why didn't you stop Cobra? <laughs> well, uh, I just have uh, uh, yeah. Cobra Commander gets released by Dr. Mindbender. Uh, uh, G.I. Joe attacks. Uh, General sure. Hawk dresses sure. as the president. I mean, yeah, because if, you, if you're going to call in the president to, um, to, do the, you know, to kneel before Zod and all that, but you're going to make a big show out of it. You have to. That's not going to end well for you. But I would say right now, Sir Pentor's really bad at security because nobody bothered to check that briefcase. What else was right. going to be in the briefcase outside of, like, a gun? Right, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. surrender documents. Uh, I mean, I believe it was uh, supposed to be the football. The football? Uh, what? No, the thing that. Uh, oh, the uh, nuclear football. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, so they have all the nuclear <laughs> codes and the button to like, my pass. <laughs> yeah, I carry it with me everywhere. It's my lucky football. I carry it everywhere so I don't fumble. Coach says it's going to help. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like uh, uh, nobody searched them. Nobody yeah. like a- any like two second f- stop and frisk could have actually shown you. Oh, they're all wearing GI Joe outfits under their suits. Are you mm. advocating the return of? I think Serpentor would stop and frisk. Serpentor would tell you. You you know, Cobra knows who's supposed <laughs> to have guns and who isn't. Yeah, mm. yeah. Serpentor is like, look. I'm not saying stop and frisk isn't unconstitutional. I'm just saying we would have been able to find all the Joes. <laughs> hey, he is A lot wrong. of people support it. Not wrong. Many people are telling me. I just love that. Uh, so the Dreadnoughts show up to this battle and get defeated in roughly one second total. Sure. Well, it's because <laughs> they have an armor-piercing bazooka, which is a thing that... Real. Makes no sense. Doesn't all, <laughs> at all. Don't all bazookas technically a pierce armor? No, I think you're supposed to sort of explode on contact, not just go right through. And just and just leave a hole in your chest, and then yeah. it explodes whatever's behind you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So GI Joe is now like we've had set, like many minutes of build up to this big battle scene that happens, and for all things considered, this battle scene seems like Cobra loses in like one like like one minute. Yeah, like as soon as GI Joe shows up, they just full fold because they are out of ammo. Yep. they're out of fuel. Yep. They clearly haven't slept in forty eight hours. <laughs> like GI Joe just shows up, and Cobra's like, "Oh, thank God you're here. I can finally leave." <laughs> <laughs> It was oh. jacked up on Ritalin. Yeah. I only could compare it to when I used to work late night uh, radio. I did overnights. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the six-hour shift at whatever time of middle of the night it was, it'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> my replacement's here. I was worried this would be the night you didn't show up. Oh. And I'd just be stuck on my post for another six hours till the morning crew you comes You didn't do here. the 15-minute naps? That's what I did when I was doing overnights. Oh, no. Oh, I got yeah. amped for it. Could, oh. Please, Chan, this is me. You think I wasn't amped to nah. speak to people on a, on, a, on a broadcast medium? Fair point. <laughs> I I have pretty much two levels, 200% and dead. That's pretty much, <laughs> those are the levels uh, as far as I've known. I'm so, sure people at three in the morning appreciated your, rah, 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 rah. I assume and that now, they're, they're listening to me because they're driving somewhere and they need to be kept awake. <laughs> I assume that that's what was going on, Chan. <laughs> All right. You may not be wrong. I'll, I'll give <laughs> so, you that one. So everybody is fleeing. Everybody's running away. All the planes are just crashing for no reason because mm-hmm. they have no fuel. I guess that would be a good reason. Yep. But uh, they're out of bullets. Everyone's surrendering. Destro and the Baroness are running on a treadmill <laughs> until Serpentor catches up with them, which is a weird animation choice mm-hmm. that they're just like running in place. Some of the animation in this is actually like really like bizarre. Like <laughs> uh, I've noticed this more in this episode that the G.I. Joe and Cobra bodies are a lot more like dynamic and anime like because they're like flying and like they're way out of control most of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually it's a lot more like tight running and military running and here it's like it's (laughs) jazz hands as they're like taking (laughs) off across the plains. Uh, Jefferson Memorial. What's the Jefferson Memorial? 
Oh, that's the one where it's the statue, I believe, inside, and then the, the writing is around it, circular. And I forget what's actually written there. I'm a terrible historian at this point. But it's a really important Jefferson quote written in circular all the way around the length of it. Okay. It's like a little yeah. interior plaza. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a delight. They were going to make their stand there. And, I'm, yeah, I was just trying to remember. I was like, oh, yeah, I know what the Lincoln Memorial looks like. I know what the Washington Memorial looks like. Uh, uh, are there any other memorials there, like big things well, like that? I mean, the Vietnam Wall yeah, Memorial would yeah. probably be inappropriate. Well, I, mean, I, I don't think that existed in 85. Either. Yeah, yeah. And also I'm thinking, like, like uh, are there other president ones? Or, like, those are three presidents? Oh, that's a good question. Gosh, I'm sure there are, but at the end of the day, like, nobody knows what they are if you don't live there, yeah, probably. that okay. is a good question. Because they did a good job of hitting it. You had the Capitol Building, the Pentagon, the Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson Memorials. Yeah. You had the National Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, like, what's the what's the other memorial? Now, now we're starting to like have to dig a little, okay, to get okay. past the obvious like veneer of Washington D.C. Fair enough. And then that one soul food place that uh, they go to uh, at um, and uh, <laughs> is that uh, the seventh thinking, memorial? The soul food cards. <laughs> Here's the deal. Yes, uh, I would count it. Okay, I think you could see it in the background actually of one of the scenes. Ah, uh, okay. Existing right. presidential yeah. memorials. Well, I'm just in D.C. though. Uh. James Madison Memorial Building. I'm so sorry, James yeah. Madison. I forgot all about you. I didn't know anything about you. Andrew Jackson's statue in Lafayette Square, Washington, oh. D.C. Oh, okay. I think. Isn't that okay. the one with the horse? And he's. Uh, Sounds right. Like the know. Napoleon statue, but it's not Napoleon? Yeah. 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 There's a Martin Van Buren National Historic Site. Well, that's just wow. sad. I moved to Washington so I could be involved in history. Oh, yeah. Where are you working? I work at the Martin Van Buren urinal. Oh, yeah. I remember him. He, uh... Oh, there's a Ulysses S. Grant memorial as well, apparently. All right. Okay. There's a lot of them, but I all guess right. no one just just no one knows. Yeah. I guess when you go... Uh, also, I'm not sure that these yeah. that these are all in Washington, D.C., but it, they basically have one for every president. I would assume, it's, yeah. It looks like. It looks like. Because those presidents have money and want to be remembered. <laughs> yeah. So they will but build like, memorials some of them to aren't, themselves. Aren't memorials. Some of them are like Jimmy Carter National Historic Site, Jimmy Carter Presidential Library and Museum. Sure. See, that's uh, well, everybody's thing. got a library. Uh, Grant Grant's thing is like him on a horse looking all uh, badass. Uh-huh. Jimmy Carter's not going to be on a horse. It's him just falling downstairs. Uh, I that believe you're thinking Ford. of Ford. Yeah. I was. Or rather, <laughs> Chevy Chase as Gerald Ford. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was actually thinking of the Simpsons episode. <laughs> so, well, with Do the Jimmy you Carter. You want to come in and watch TV and drink beer? I would figure just like you build the framework of a house and then put an old man with a hard hat on on a ladder with a hammer. That'd be the Jimmy Carter <laughs> memorial. Is that pretty close to accurate? Yeah. Would that count? Mm hmm. That sounds good. So Sir Bentor's ready to escape right now, and so he's ready to get on the plane, and G.I. Joe's about to trace him down when who saves the day? Cobra Commander, who somehow in all the fracas, found a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not a standard weapon. I would imagine that he has, knowing Cobra Commander, he has like weapons caches all <laughs> over the world. And so he's just like, wait, what did I hide in Washington, D.C.? And if where I- did I hide it? It's like at the, at the deep end of the waiting pool. If I go by the subway station, I have a locker there <laughs> with three passports and a flamethrower. He's <laughs> like extreme Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. I think, in that case. Yeah. And then he makes an excellent point to Serpentor, though. He goes, uh, you got to take me with you because who else are you going to blame for this colossal fuck up? Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is a shit show of epic proportions. Like you blew up half of Washington and then got your ass kicked the second anybody showed up to kick your ass. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. curious to see how Serpenter bounces back from this. I mean, well, obviously, I mean, he, he explains exactly how. But who will you blame when your loyal vipers realize how imperfect you really are? You need me for, for a scapegoat, my lord. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be like the Roger Ailes. Like, like he, yep. Serpenter is going to be like, I gave him a really big settlement, but yeah. he no longer works here. Mm-hmm. But we're still going to tell him everything that he's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I do love of uh, uh, Serpentor immediately afterwards says, for once you're right. I'm like, I wrote down, this is the second time he was right this episode. <laughs> I don't remember what the first time was, but I feel like <laughs> Cobra Commander is kind of on point on a fairly regular basis. I'd say for all five episodes, nothing Cobra Commander has said has been wrong. Yeah. All, all, so all he needed to shine was some competition. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, and I, it, he is right. He is not successful, 
mm-hmm. but he is always right. That's true. And I identify with that hard, <laughs> hard. Like I am a a, a wreck. I am a my life is a shambles. I have nothing to. Sh- if I went back to my high school reunion right now, I was like, hey, what do you do with your life now? Like, you know, like I have a family and I've, you know, I've been working at uh, Microsoft for, you know, uh, 20 years and I make like $200,000 a year. What do you do? I'm like, I talk about cartoons from the 80s <laughs> that's when, to nobody. That's when they're going to be like, I want to share something with you. I actually want to kill myself. I hate my wife and I've been having an affair for six months and your life sounds a lot better than my life. Yeah, well, you know what? Take all that Microsoft money and fucking fly to Babini. I don't have that option. I'm still stuck here with these two people talking about cartoons. It, it never ceases to amaze me, though, for as much as I feel like I haven't accomplished. If you ever like go back and talk to the people from like your high school or college or whatever, just the fact that I'm living here and, and doing stuff that I enjoy, already they think I'm a massive success, and I oh, yeah. do not plan to tell them that they're wrong anytime <laughs> soon, but they're just yeah. like, wait a minute, so you just like, you, you work in the game industry, and you, you talk about fun cartoons with comedians, and you mm. write co- comedy. This might oh, be the shit. difference between You're where, great. <laughs> this might be the difference between where you're from and where Chan's from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're from here. I feel like I feel so. like people people in Michigan are probably like that does sound cool, and people in California are like, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we we all see Gary Oldman every other day. That's not <laughs> a correct. Big deal. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but that yeah, that's the thing is, Chan. Uh, I'm the only one of that type of person that they know. Uh, but okay. anybody who lives out here knows 200 of those people, right? <laughs> right. Which is exciting. That I can be, you know, uh, seen in any positive light anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, we, they erected all, a statue of you in Michigan. That's, they have. That's yes. where all the that's where all the Michigan money went. It's me riding a horse and then high fiving RoboCop. <laughs> it's the best statue. You guys got to understand. I'm the fourth most successful person to ever come out of the state of Michigan. <laughs> oh, here's Tim a- Allen, Madonna. Uh, uh, no, there, third, third. There is third. a funny thing that, like, I just looked up my town, which has like four thousand people in it. My where I grew up in, like, in New Jersey. I looked up the Wikipedia page and it had like notable people, and I was not a notable person. Oh no! <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie; I've done the same thing. I need to. I need to get <laughs> Wikipedia verified to make make that change. <laughs> I have definitely uh, checked out my alma mater to see if uh, I've shown up. Uh, oh. Um, I think I did at one point. It wasn't an official uh, page thing, but it was like a newsletter or something like that. And like, Robert Chad is, I don't even remember what it was. It was yeah. something stupid. I was like, <laughs> R- what, really? You're telling, this is how you're going to get people to come to your school by telling him that like, it, it was like he I had wrote a an Robin night about... at his apartment and four whole friends showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, though, can I say, getting four people to show up to your apartment on a, any night in L.A. <laughs> is a minor miracle in it itself. Is, it is pretty impressive. Especially if they're all there to make their own ramen. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Take that back. Getting four people to come to your apartment in L.A. and you not being able to help their career in some way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the really exciting part. Um, could I get a really quick quote? Just Sergeant Slaughter's speech at the end about the price of liberty. Whoa. It was really like, it was powerful stuff and a little fascist. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to keep on our toes from now on. The price of liberty is always eternal vigilance. I feel Caution, like vigilance. I wanted to be like Starship Troopers. Like, would you like to know more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Freedom isn't free. The price of liberty is a just is paid for with a gun. <laughs> Always. It's called a gun. Uh, fifth episode into season two. Fifth episode in the season. All of them Bechdel test pass. Fa- fail, fail, oh, fail. Oh, well, oh, I heard oh, pass. I, I heard no. pass. No. We're gonna no. take over. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Did we, uh, yeah, we barely even saw it. Uh, to be in fair. In these first five episodes, we have ba- have not really seen too many women. To well, be the- fair, you had uh, the, this. These five episodes are mostly about introducing new toys. Yes, uh, and then also, yeah. you know, like we're focusing on uh, um, on Serpentor. I would have so, been happy if they threw some ladies' DNA into that Serpentor, like if they were like Cleopatra or uh, Serpentor is going to throw some of his DNA yeah. into some ladies. <laughs> All right, Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> the Iron Lady. The Iron Lady. Uh, no, well, they introduced 18 new characters in episode one, only one of which was female. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was Zorana, who's mm-hmm. literally Zartan's sister. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Not doing too well, season two. New. But, I mean, I'm I'm willing to uh, let this uh, chunk slide if if mm-hmm. I, uh, episode mm-hmm. 206 
turns out to also be like that than well. Well, guys, I don't know what to tell you about this, but I don't know. I think we've actually <laughs> seen more ladies in season one than we're going to see in season two. Damn it. Um, what, uh, when they did that, when they did that ten-year-old focus group, they're like, "What do you want to see more of? No Fighting. more girls. What do you want to see less of? Girls." Yeah. Um, you guys, are we going to talk about? The PSA. Uh, I would oh, hope yeah. so because this one explained to me why I was so paranoid my entire life about everything. Can we uh, hear part of this PSA? Is your mom there? No, I'm home alone. Are you? Uh, my for the, for the record, <laughs> my mother drilled this into me long before GI Joe ever came along. Yeah, you don't ever tell someone on the phone that you're alone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, mine too. Well, first off, uh, how old is this kid? Why is he home alone? He doesn't seem old enough to be responsible. Yeah, I was thinking that too, but then I was like, maybe she went out like in the backyard or something. Well, also, but also no, like she, she I got home. I, here's the thing: if I if my if I was never left home alone, no. But also, like I never answered the phone. Well, um, I answered the phone every time, and I told them I was home alone, even when I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I never <laughs> told you I was home alone. Me? My mom also did one of those: like if someone comes up to you and says that that like I sent them, that's a lie. I'll never send someone. Oh, for did you. you have a code word? We didn't have a code word because my mom thought about it, and then it was like I, I think it was like the worry was like I wouldn't be able to remember it. No, that makes sense. <laughs> well, no, that's why you. My mom had me choose the code word. No, because my mom was literally like, "There will ne- unless it is like your dad, your grandma, or a relative, there will never be a stranger who I send to get you." Here's the thing, though, and here's why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, the, uh, let's see, well, here, here is the whole, is the crux of the thing. Me a prize! A stranger, huh? All he wanted to bring you was trouble. Was Remember, dick. never tell anyone you're home alone. And the, the whole thing is, is never tell a stranger that you're home alone. Yeah. He doesn't know Roadblock. <laughs> Roadblock is a motherfucking stranger. Everyone knows the Joes. Thank you. They're very famous, even though nobody yeah. knows who they also, are. Also, I feel like they do like they walk okay. the beat in in these small towns every once in a while. <laughs> these white communities. I'm just saying, controlled by GI Joe often. If Woody Allen showed up and it was like, "Hey, can I?" You know, like uh, you should definitely not allow strangers in. Do you mind if I come in? You know me. I'm Woody Allen. This yeah, is my Woody Allen impression. That's by true. the way, that's no, that's that's true. True. I don't ever do it. Yeah, the uh, end of this uh, PSA is definitely Roadblock raping that kid. Oh I, no. I think that's de- that is one hundred percent what happened here. He was like, "Never let anyone in unless it's me. Let me in right now. I got something I want to give you." And by "let me in," you know what I mean. Uh, also, well, you won a prize. Here's how you know that he's a bad guy. He didn't specify what kind of prize. Yeah. The lesson here is make sure you get specifics. Yeah. What kind of prize? How much is it worth? Uh, is is it a toy? Like, which specific kind of toy? What is the approximate retail value of it? Can I t- return it for the retail value? Do I have to report it on my taxes? But listen mm-hmm. to that kid's voice when he tells Ro- Roadblock that. Can we hear that again? Like, he, I want a prize. What's your address? Uh, Forty Two Oak Street. Hey, Roadblock! Some stranger's bringing me a prize. This is the best thing that's ever happened to him by the way by the way people listening please don't go to my parents house my (laughs) my address 43 oak road Whoa, this hit real close to home wow this was like literally you oh my god 42 oak street Oh, and I let so many strangers give me prizes when I was little. I just this kid's ten years old. He's home by himself. He has no friends. His family doesn't want to be around him. A stranger saying that he won a prize is literally the greatest moment of his entire life. Also, there's a good chance he's been abandoned. Oh yeah, uh, no, they're not coming home. Here's they're the not thing. Back. Here's the thing. Uh, my mom was leaving me home when I was like six or seven years old. This is a latchkey kid thing? Yes. Which is... I was a latchkey kid as well. I can yeah. appreciate it. I was not. Oh. I was I not. I had parents. I had oh, parents, and they never left me with a babysitter ever, because my mom was too paranoid. So mm-hmm. always, it was always one of them watching me. <laughs> this mm. kid is so excited. He runs out into the street to tell people, just random passers-by, I want a prize. about his I prize. Want a prize. I mean, I just, the heartbreak that, the, 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 that this kid is going to suffer, yeah. when Roadblock, Roadblock, like, ruined Christmas for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kid Where's doesn't, like, that kid's going to grow up never wanting any prizes. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, this, this, this is the narrative of his life now. I never win any prizes. Even if I did win a prize, it was some probably big rape. black man will probably come by and take it away from me. <laughs> 
I'm going to grow up to be president someday, oh, and no. I'll teach them all. I'll teach them all. Unseen off screen, though, is they did put that kid's DNA in Serpentor as well. <laughs> okay, that's So that good. Serpentor could get used to bitter disappointment. Serpentor keeps telling people yeah. where he lives. And Serpentor threw like, some I, DNA of his own stop. back into the kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. man. God damn it. He gave me his prize. <laughs> First prize was his dick. Guys, none of us are, can ever be president because of oh this God, podcast. No, 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 no. no. <sighs> They're going to go right back through these. <laughs> Although Chan and I couldn't have been president anyway because half the country hates us. Oh, Yeah, I'm a white guy, so I still got a chance. That's true. None of this matters, That's guys. That's true. They'll listen to this and be like, he's just like us. Isn't that cute? He's just like us talking about G.I. Joe <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, that will wrap it up. Our five-part epic series, Arise, Serpentor, Arise. Guys, we loved it, right? Come on. This was wonderful. What a delight of a series. (laughs) I mean, we did get a tour of many of the presidential memorials in Washington, D.C., I'm trying to come up with a second thing. (laughs) Uh, Sergeant Slaughter was awesome. Cobra Commander is on point. I mean, I will always give it up for Cobra Commander. Thank you. And I mean, now- I, I, the best part to me was that that PSA. The PSA was your favorite part. <laughs> now that's just depressing. Now I hope season two we get all the PSAs because it seems like we've, we're yeah. five for five getting PSAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys mm-hmm. aren't watching the 2B TV, there's an app for uh, Xbox I downloaded, so now I could just like literally watch them on my television Ooh. through the app. Ooh. Ray's just lear- learning so much from all these PSAs, <laughs> like how to kid- how to properly kidnap children. Oh, I mean, I-, I saw them all, but I didn't apply any of them back in the day. He's like, all right, kids know not to give out their home address on the phone when you say there's a prize. I need to find a way around that. <laughs> Well, it's like the lie. You know, mom can't come to the phone. It's just like, you know, or you could just, you know, hang up on them. I yeah. mean, like, you don't actually have, owe them anything. That's true. <laughs> to be fair, kid, if he's if, if, if it's some stranger like harassing you, you can just, you know, not Except answer. I think they're saying like, oh, if someone says, hey, is your mom home? Because that that could be anyone. That could be someone calling to give your mom a job. It could be call- someone calling to ask your mom out on a date. Oh, I, I whenever somebody I called and asked if my mom was home, I would just be like, "Go away, rapist!" and I would hang up the phone on them. <laughs> That's the way. That's the way. Yeah. She didn't get many jobs. That's what I do that. every time I answer the phone in general. It's, but to be fair, Gina, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's, typically, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, so, guys, we got a little contact information to give away, and then we'll be uh, back next Wednesday for yeah, uh, the wrap-up. this wrap is up. our gift to you. Our prize to you is our contact information. That's it. Our pr- You get a prize. Yay. Hey, is your mom home, Chan? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she actually is. Oh, you well, want to talk to her? Let her know this contact information. <laughs> uh, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowing us half the podcast. We're on Twitter at G.I. Joe Podcast. Go on iTunes. Give us five-star reviews. And uh, uh, coming on Wednesday, we've got a very special one we're going to be reading uh, that Gina is very excited about. Yay. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Get, it re- get it fired up now. The Jim. best review we have. Yeah. Uh, get it ready. Uh, I like the one that said uh, people are being mean to Ray, but that's just. No you know, one liked that one. Everyone's going to like favorite. this new one, though. Um, oh, on Twitter individually, you can hit me up. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. So, uh, guys, we'll see you on Wednesday. Until then, th- this I command. I fucked it up. <laughs> Jesus, you had the entire time. It was right there. The whole episode. You could have written down and read it straight from the paper. Oh, it's supposed to geez. be uh, come back Wednesday. This I com- but I just I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Let it go. <sighs> I'm your host, Robert Chan. This is my other host, Gene Apolito. Aristocanus. I'm I'm ready. I know about science. (laughs) I can tell. All right. (laughs) The hell? I I don't even know. I was about to start, and then just the moment overcame me. I started crying. I was fanning myself. Just, it's like I felt like the whole world was looking at me, and I couldn't handle the pressure anymore. <laughs> and it broke. How do I start this? I don't remember how to do it. Mm-hmm.
Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 